So we, we've covered our, our highlights. <laughs> we got to give the full spectrum of everything on the Madmix podcast. Okay, so what, what stood out in the worst ways? Tell me the lowlights. Like, what did you not appreciate? Season finale, man. We are out here. The Mad Mix, episode 34, 30 season three, four, season finale. We made it, man. This is more than last year, I think. It has to be. This is the most yeah, we've I, ever done. It was crazy, man. Like, we're, like, at the beginning of the year, I feel like we were in, like, at least I was in so many different places. Like, I was in, like, Ottawa. I did a couple episodes on the road. I moved back here. I feel like this year is really uh, has been a roller coaster for many, many reasons. It's been a long ass year, I'll tell you that. So we did we did uh, twenty seven last year, so a little, you know, a little bit extra. Um, it's been a long twenty twenty one. When we were like thinking of let's do a recap episode, I'm like scrolling through what we covered, and I'm like, Damn. oh, this happened this year. What this this is twenty twenty one? What? Like, it's crazy. crazy. Just and we'll get into that obviously this episode, but it's just kind of good to see uh, a recap of everything we've done. From didn't we start the year? I think talking to Patrick. Um, yeah. Season, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Three, episode one. Now we're here. Let's get it. And now we're here, man. Finally, like another year, another uh, season in the books too. This episode is going to be structured a little bit different than some of our other ones. We're going to kind of go through a bit of a, a, a recap of some of our some of the biggest moments that we talked about this year, kind of resurface yeah, them, yeah. them out, uh, and then we're going to provide just a bit of an outlook on 2021, like from a you know a life standpoint. We know that COVID was a big factor in in many different ways, vaccines, all that kind of stuff. We'll get into some updates from from myself and Dak, and then. Let's talk about what's next. You know we had to talk about what's next. We're super excited about it. But, Dak, I always ask yes, this sir. at the end of the episode. What's going on, man? Did you have a good Christmas? Man, I'm good. Uh, I've been off for the last week and a bit. Have this week off. Uh, holidays spent with, you know, a small group of family. It wasn't wasn't too crazy. But just good to have that time to, you know, be around everyone and, um you know, when you live alone in a condo, it's you, you grasp at those moments to just like have other people around you, get some yeah, great man. cooking in there, and yeah, um, just that's one thing that time, like, so. you know, that's, and, and on that note, like that's one thing that I realized the most when I moved out uh, for my parents' place, and then like whenever I would go home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that, I'm like, damn, like I really appreciate the full like turkey dinner with the mashed potatoes. Nothing, all that kind of stuff it's like damn like i gotta figure out how i gotta make that because uh you know for christmases where i'm not around my family you gotta make sure i'm still blessed up you know what i'm saying no it's crazy is that when you think about it eventually we're gonna have to be doing that for yeah. you know the yeah. younger generation so it's like i don't even know how to make a turkey i gotta you know i gotta <laughs> i gotta start working on this yeah, I'll get bro, there eventually. Bro. For now, I'm still just the. I come downstairs and it's all made, and I'm like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. It's crazy, mate. Well, what about you, man? I mean, I didn't. I didn't really do much. Like, I mean, I unfortunately uh, had to self isolate for you know a little bit this holiday, so I couldn't go home uh, to see my family and friends. But you know, we're, I'm making the most of it here. Uh, had some nice, you know, Christmas dinner over here, had some good drinks, you know, keep it healthy and, you know, having a, having a solid time off work. I'll tell you that for me, like the biggest <laughs> thing is just like kind of relaxing and just unplugging, making sure that I'm good, uh, and, and using this time to kind of like reset and recharge myself, uh, heading into probably a very busy 2022. I will say like having this two weeks off, it would have been even better if I could like be on a beach somewhere if I could use it to travel man but I don't know the cases are crazy I man. was kind of just like let me just take the L this year travel will be next year you know let me uh let me close it out at home safe pretty much that's the thing but, yeah man and like there's no 
there's no immediacy. There's no rush to do any of that kind of stuff right right now, unless like you need to be there. But like, you know, that's going to be a big 2022 thing. I think like just get those vacations booked, get them in calendar, and uh, you know, enjoy uh, enjoy a beach somewhere because I feel like it's been so long. You know, man, straight up. And I like just I'm having memories of uh, 20. 20 at near the end i think the goal for everyone in 2021 was like i'm never gonna be home i'm gonna be on planes i'm gonna be everywhere traveling and i think people had a bit of that but then also like the pandemic is still here and i think we think that a new calendar year means the pandemic is gone we have a reset (laughs) yeah just now we made up these timelines like time is you know is, is created by us so it's just we just made this up it doesn't it doesn't end you know what i mean but anyways let's jump into it let's let's recap some of the big moments of the year we've seen a lot of things from you know we talked about the drake and connie thing quite a bit we talked about tiktok a lot you know let's get into some of our big moments big things that happened this year and when i think of like what we talked about earlier in the year uh, a couple times, actually. Um, uh, and, like, where it's at right now. Like, I really want to start with Clubhouse and, like, audio-based uh, <laughs> social media channels. Let's call them if that's what they're even called. At the beginning of the year, sure. we talked about this being, like, this... It, I think at the time, it was, like, this exclusive, uh, you know, app where you needed a referral code or whatever to join on. And it was, like, the hottest yeah. thing. And everyone wanted to jump on it and everyone... <laughs> And I remember being like, we talked about this being like, man, this could be like a big thing, but we didn't really get it. So now at the end of 2021, what's your, what's your analysis on like Clubhouse, Twitter spaces, all those kind of like audio based social media outlets? The, the rise and fall of Clubhouse is a crazy case study. And what was <laughs> interesting is... <laughs> What's interesting is I fell for the hype too. Like it was fun, you know, when it first came out, everyone was using it. The fact that it was exclusive, like I had to ask on Twitter for an invite. And then my friend, my, my friend Fumi blessed me up. I blessed other people. And it was cool just to like jump in those rooms and, you know, social audio, like social audio rooms, see what people are talking about, be there in the moment because there's not a recording. They shot up the charts, got like 8 million app downloads and they were killing it. And then people, you know, the restrictions loosened up. There was less of a lockdown situation, less people were, you know, boggled down to their phones and their rooms isolated. So I think that hurt them a lot where people were like, you know, you're still exclusive. We're not begging to come on this platform. Like I have other things to do right now for the most part. Yeah. So like just, just to round that out, I feel like what hurt them is being exclusive for too long because... I don't know, like people stopped caring. People stopped yes. thinking like, it's like that, you know, club around the corner that at first it's like, oh, it's so hard to get in. So, you know, you want to get in so bad, but then eventually it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like, this, yeah, it's like, it's not <laughs> Twitter Spaces it. has one here and I already have a following on Twitter. Let me just use that instead and everyone yeah. can use it, you know? It's so true. That's my thoughts like- at least. I mean, I I don't disagree with any of that. I feel like it's one of those things where, like, it was, to your point, it was a little late. Like, it would have been really, like, they're almost like a year year ahead of where they should have been, you know what I mean? Or a year behind, I should say. Like, if they started in 2020, that would have been like, oh, okay, like, probably a lot more people would have used it, but, you know, because it was, like, so close to, like, I guess the, the first reopening let's call it um it didn't really perform or it didn't have that longevity i guess but like to be honest like it's also kind of like a weird platform too like i never really got it i never really found myself jumping in and being like oh yeah like here's what i'm going to talk about here's what here's what i want to listen to here's what i want regular people like me to like talk about or I'm like, I just don't care. You know, I get a lot of commentary and everything from everybody else. I'm like, I just don't, I never really found the use. I found it kind of awkward to be honest. 
Same, same, because you're just speaking at your phone. No one can see you. And I don't know why that's awkward to me, because clearly there's a market for it. Like Twitter Spaces has tens of thousands of people still using it um, daily on different rooms. And I'm just like, what is the appeal there? I still don't get it, but I'm missing something because other people seem to like it, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just wonder how that's going to take off, because I know LinkedIn is working on their own version of it. We'll probably see that in the new year. And talk shit about it. I think there's a lot to come with with those kind of audio-based platforms. Like last episode, we were talking about the McDonald's role-play drive-through. Yeah, just the randomness yeah, yeah. of <laughs> the randomness of that is is part of the appeal. I think for for some people, I'm not that into it. I don't think I will get there either. Um, but it's fun to watch at least kind of just, you know, seeing people enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. I buy that. But let us know your thoughts. Are you still using clubhouse? Are you using Twitter spaces? Let us know uh, in our season recap, but let's keep rolling along. Another thing that we really saw big focus on uh, this year, which I I think is awesome is a bit more of a, I guess um, a focus or at least a, conversation being had around you know a work-life balance and a, a stronger work yeah balance, which i think is like super important and and i would say more topical than ever when we were leaving 2020 we acknowledged that working from home for a lot of us um and who had the, a lot of us who had the privilege of being able to do so i'll add um you know caused us to feel like there's no boundaries here. If I'm working from home, yeah. like I, I wake up, I start my, I start my, my day. And then whenever I'm finished my, my job or my work for the day, then I kind of like log off. But often like those feel like very blurred lines. And I think that this year, especially we've been seeing a lot more people at least having the conversation of like wanting stronger work-life balance breaks. Like, and I'm not talking for any like, president or CEO of any ad agency or, or (laughs) company or anything like that. I'm not talking about more mental health seminars. Like I'm not, I, I, we don't need any more of those, like sign up and listen to this person talking about how you can better your mental health at work. It's like, no, like we, people just need time off. People just need time away. Detachment. Yeah. From from their job. And that, that's like the sole focus for me, but I don't know this year, what was your approach on, on work life balance? I know that like, you're we're both working from home like how did you tackle that this year yeah i think um i love that there's a larger focus on it because i don't think that was as popular before the pandemic i think we almost had to go through this very stressful moment for us to realize that you know these jobs these jobs ain't all of our lives like you know i love the decoupling of our career and our life that's happened in 2021 where it's like yeah. oh no i am like a human being and i need to spend time with my family and prioritizing my physical health my mental health while still having a job and being able to still perform well at that job but i shouldn't have to work around the clock for that to happen and yeah. just because i am at home all the time and my desk is around me it doesn't mean I should be working X more hours than I would before. And you can call it maybe a trend on some, you know, aspects for companies to, you know, speak to their, their focus on work-life balance, but whether it's a trend or not, as long as it's being done, I think is, is, is like fine by me, you know, whether the CEO actually believes in this, as long as they're doing something like Bumble CEO that, you know, gave everybody a week off, company-wide to just work on their mental health you can you know be cynical and say they want to do this for press and when they want to do all that but at the end of the day people got a week off so yeah, if, if it's happening it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. like you know what i mean it doesn't matter yeah I, take I it so i'm loving this trend and i think it's just baked in my mind now of like if i'm finding a new job something i'm asking in the interview is how did you respond during the pandemic how, you know, what is the work-life balance situation? I want to talk to different coworkers there to make sure that, you know, different employees there to make sure that this is somewhere that, you know, cultivates a healthy environment. And that's like yeah. really high on my priority list, you know, because of this yeah. pandemic, I think. And it's, that's so incredibly important. Like these are the kind of questions that I think need to be asked. 
And I don't think a lot of employers have ever been like challenged like that before, which is how we probably got into the situation in the first place. I feel like, you know, so many people work like these insane hours and, you know, and, you know, I, I work a lot as well. And it's like, you know, I, I think that people are now starting to, to realize that your job shouldn't be your personality, man. Like at the end of the day, it's like, you can take pride in what you do. And, and I'll say this genuinely, like I take a lot of pride in what I do, uh, a lot of pride in being professional and trying to be good at my job. That's something that's like very important to me and, and who I am as a person. But I also think that like, that doesn't make up who I like my job doesn't make up who I am. And I feel like a lot of people probably, you know, especially when they're first getting into like their first couple of jobs, like that they, they make it all about that. Like I remember when I, when I was started at John street, it. you know, I, yeah. I like made that place me. Um, and I, I <laughs> made that like a part of my identity. Right. Shout out home hardware. Yeah, yeah, shows at home hardware, man. Like that was a big, that was a big thing for for me in my life at the time. But like as I started to get older and I started to like you know get worn down a little bit more, as as bad as that that sounds, like sometimes like in in your life and in work, like you'll get like beat up a few times to be like, okay, well, like now I know what this what this industry is about. I know, I know how I'm responding to it and the way that I'm responding is like, I don't need this to be my sole focus of who I am. Right. And I think a lot of people like who don't maybe understand who they are fully as themselves go into these jobs and then make that, you know, a part of their personality because they don't know how, how else to act. Right. Because of the system that we put people through, it's a bit deep, but I mean, like, I feel, uh, you, know, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's the case. Like if you're listening to this and like, you know, don't, I'm, I definitely think that you should take your job seriously and be like the, the, the best person of your best version of yourself at work and take pride in what you do, but you don't need to make that everything about who you are. Like, you know, I, I find it. More I promise you, no, I promise you to the people listening that Malik is speaking to, no one cares about your job zero people that aren't in that industry care about what you do for the most part unless it's yeah. something like so interesting like a zoologist or something like that you yeah, know like a marine or, biologist you know, take care of yeah or like you we don't care about your ad job like okay you made yeah. a billboard we don't care about your tech job you're working on an app that people don't care about like just just leave it you know and that's something that i've learned as well it's like i'm not going to talk about work with people that don't ask yeah yeah you know it's it's very that's a that's a very true true point and like i'll reiterate this there's nothing wrong with taking pride in what you do whether it's the the most boring mundane job or the most crazy exciting job like if you're an astronaut or something like that you know like that's crazy but like you know there's more to life right and uh, i'm learning that now (laughs) But that's, and that's exactly. something that we talked about in early 2020, or that's something that I learned about myself in 2021. But anyways, let us know how you find your work-life balance going. Do you agree with the questions that Dak is is asking in those interviews? Let us know, but let's keep rolling. Man, this is sure. the so, season finale. We are rolling through these right now, man. Man, we got it. We got, I'm looking at our list. I'm like, we got to keep moving. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so something we could not, you know, not talk about is just the dominance of short form content. And, you know, I don't want people to be like, oh, this has always been a thing. Yes, it has. But I think every platform now has that, you know, scrollable short form content. We've seen the explosion of TikTok, you know, most, uh, it passed YouTube in terms of, uh, streaming numbers. It's now passed Google in terms of, you know, actual website hits like tiktok is number one you have ig reels you have snap spotlight youtube shorts everyone is investing millions billions into short form content you're probably going to see it with netflix you're going to see it with all of this so yeah um we had to speak to that in terms of you know like were you on tiktok before 2021 were you using it as much have you made a tiktok yet plan on doing it give the people an update i haven't made a tiktok yet like ah. i haven't I, have, I do have a tiktok i got it last year and like man it's awesome like i can spend so much time on it <laughs> but 
it's at, at times like everything that you hear about it is true but yeah i think that um the rise of this kind of like style of like it's like a the perfect combination of like um giving like the creativity back to the the holder of the account which i think is like super important it's almost like when youtube first came out or like when when youtubers yeah. started to become a thing you know what i mean like it 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 focuses less on, I would say, like the celebrity aspect of it, maybe now, um, and more of like, it, and it can give like the creativity and the power to like the everyday person, which is something that I think is like super interesting. Like you can post a video and then it will blow up. Um, and it's going to oh, be, you're saying. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like anybody can, can have that happen to them, which I think is like really, really yeah. cool. But I haven't made an actual TikTok yet because, like, I don't know what I need a content strategy. Like, I need to talk to like talk <laughs> to like my strategists or social friends or whatever. Like, I, I got. You're overthinking it. The people are waiting, man. The people are waiting. Um, we'll do a Mad Mix TikTok account next year. I promise. <laughs> we said that last time. God damn it! Okay, now we, we actually have to do that last time yeah. too. <laughs> uh, 2022. You heard it here first. Well, you didn't, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so dominance of <laughs> dominance of short form content. That's one we have to we have to talk about. Uh, let's keep moving on. Um, I think another big one, big theme was kind of just the future of tech. You know, every year we're seeing more of what's possible, and I think this year it was just yeah. accelerated in terms of. I've never heard of a metaverse until maybe three months ago. This idea of Web3 is the new version of the internet, which is going to be like decentralized. That is a word I didn't even know really, you know, yeah. existed until this year. Yeah, <laughs> you got NFTs, crypto, this whole world where it's just like, it makes you feel dumb for not knowing everything. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. But, you know, we've talked about this stuff kind of throughout the episodes and, uh, given our predictions in terms of how brands are going to use the metaverse, we don't know shit. Like we're just kind of <laughs> speculating. <laughs> yeah. I just need that to be reiterated. We're just guessing based on, you know, the news we see, but it's been fun to talk about this stuff throughout the year. I would say. Yeah, man. And it's like, I don't know from like, yeah, NFTs, which I'm like, I still don't really get to like crypto <laughs> to like, I don't really get that either. I'm just like, man, like, there's some like pretty crazy stuff that I think that like, I think we're going to hear a lot more of this kind of stuff in 2022. I promise. Yeah. 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 It's the glimpses of, of all of that, which I think is, uh, is interesting. It's almost like every quarter you're seeing something new that's possible. Like that yeah. robot with emotions that freaked all, all of us out. It was like, Oh God, you know, it was crazy, uh, but you can count on us to talk about it more in 2022. Just wanted to kind of nod to that. Um, but let's let's keep moving. Let's move on. Yes, sir. We don't need to touch on this one too, too long here. But uh, Drake and Kanye, like a storyline, you know, <laughs> we, saw, we saw shake up the music industry, you know, over the last few months. And like, I mean, both the albums dropped, like Donda and Certified Lover Boy. <laughs> saw my bad um we saw a bunch of like stuff come up around that content ads all that kind of stuff like some some funny some have your opinions changed on the, uh, the albums on or the is... albums i still no not really like i still think drake's album's a little bit boring um there's a couple <laughs> a couple good songs on there but you know it is what it is but uh kanye's album was it was all right like again, like but I thought both albums were like both alright. Like I thought way better albums came out this year. Definitely, definitely. I'm trying Man, to think. This of beef was like, kind of just like anticlimactic. Like yeah. I don't know. It was just so you know, it was so involved for those like two, three, maybe four months, and then just to see it all like end with that Larry Hoover benefit. And it's like it almost negates Drake's whole album because there's like a yay diss on 50 60 percent of it and now it's yeah. like okay two months yeah, later like, it's obsolete <laughs> like, yeah it's like literally know? like okay like cool nice 
I think, yeah, you know, I don't really much. I don't really, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it paints the picture of, like, you know, like, pop star, superstar rappers, like, beefing. Like, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this yeah. is, like, a two PR teams fighting against each other, and then Drake and Kanye are just, like, the conduits of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't need uh we don't need to give Drake and Kanye any more time on that one, I don't think. Yeah, you guys are done. You guys are canceled from the Mad Mix podcast, I promise. But anyways, let's uh, move on. We, we don't mean that. We don't mean that. Sponsor no, 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 OVO. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please send me the new uh, OVO Raptors gear. Uh, exactly. All right. So this is this is a, a segment of the episode that I'm really excited about. Uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff that was going on. But, what, Dak, what is your favorite moment of the year? Um, we talked – well, obviously, this podcast is central around uh, – centered around, I should say – the advertising marketing industry for you we're yeah, going to talk yeah. like for both of us we're going to talk about what stood out in the best ways and what stood out in the worst ways i'm going to hit you with with one quick what stood out in the best way uh this year in the advertising marketing industry in your eyes yeah i got a few that came to mind um the first you, you know I'm a fan of Spotify. I got to do the Spotify wrapped. I know they yeah. do it every year, but I think they did a, a great job this year playing into the hype and, and just really doing what they could there. Um, this other one's a little unusual, but like brands giving up. And what I mean by that is like, <laughs> what I mean, what, yeah, do less. <laughs> what I mean by that is just the transparency. And I think, you know, seeing Twitter, seeing LinkedIn, get rid of their stories, features, and like explain the reason why due to, you know, they tried something and then there just wasn't a lot of, uh, a lot of adoption, you know, and just being honest, being transparent and saying, we're going to let go of this. And there's other examples that, you know, I can't really remember now, but those kind of stood out to me in terms of it's okay to just like try something, it not work and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I wish we, I hope to see more of that in the new year as brands try and emulate, you know, different features from popular social platforms, you know, yeah. so uh, the transparency just makes it feel more human. And, and I love to see that as well. Real quick, Scotiabank MLSC opening the stadium as a vaccination clinic. So Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, great way to use, you know, um, the stadium at the time that was unused. Uh, uh, the team wasn't playing yeah. out of there. So it's great to just see them kind of all rally for this uh, group effort as a, as a company and as a brand. So that was dope to see. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Like, and I think that like, that's one of those moments where you're like, where you look at this as being, you know, let's use the facilities for, for something that will make sense. Like, sure. You can attach the name to it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like yeah. the end of the day, like, the function of like we were talking about for like the the bumble like ceo giving the time off like you know some people yeah. look at that as being oh like they're just doing it for press this is, i that i guarantee that's not the case but even if it was this is still a good thing that is happening and benefiting a lot yeah. of people let's use the space yeah. let's use it as like a, a function and you know be happy that those kind of services were kind of opened up to everybody in like a centralized location especially knowing that like you know at the beginning vaccines were so hard to come by and like people didn't know where to oh, get them man. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, let's just, let's just make things make sense for people. You know what I mean? Straight up. Yeah. What are your, uh, what are your highlights? What stood out in the best ways? Uh, you know what? I mean, it's not really like, Hey, I say this because I work in sports and entertainment, but I, I will say like one of my favorite kind of like times of the year was, um, when like sports open back up and like the seasons kind of open back up for everything like the the marketing yeah. the branding the excitement the you know the energy was you know it was so exciting to have you know especially the raptors who were coming who came back home this season uh to play you know after after playing you know half a season or i guess a full season in tampa last year um and mm -hmm. then having them come back was uh it was a really great moment and you know i had the, the privilege of being in the building at that time and like that was like super exciting and um 
you know, I, I hope to see more of those like big, you know, things happen in, you know, uh, 20, 2022. Straight up. No, that's great. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a highlight, you know, just kind of seeing not only sports, but like the city come back to life, you know, and like yeah, people man. go into games again and people, you know, uh, new, new energy in the city where people are downtown having a fun time. There's day parties. There's all of that. Like that yeah, one's man. just, we're back. We're in it. You know? Yeah. I, I remember it felt like it was almost like there was one moment in the summer uh, yeah. when like everything just seemed like there wasn't like one day that was like, okay, it's open. Everyone go. It was kind of just like, it just felt like all of a sudden, like, in a week's time, like things just like got back to normal. And I thought that that was like, yeah. I was like, okay, like this is hype. Like, you know, I can go see people. I can like have people over at my house. I can like go talk to my friends. I can, you know, I can do all those things. like catch up with people I haven't seen in forever. Cause even making plans back, you know, in when we were in lockdown was so hard to do. Um, Cause it's like, you, if you're going to meet up with someone, it's like, okay, well, like, when can you meet at the park? Okay, well, how do you get there? Like, yeah. there's no, you know what I mean? That that was, like, kind of, like, a shitty experience. But, like, um, now, I mean, at that one point in the summer, it just felt like everything was, felt like, like everything was normal again, which was so nice. Straight up. So, okay. we, we covered our, our highlights. This is the part that I'm waiting for, man. This is the part we got to give the full spectrum of everything on the Madmix podcast. Okay. So yeah. what, what stood out in the worst ways? Tell me the lowlights. Like, what did you not appreciate? <laughs> I, yeah. We, we talk about, we talk about Burger King a lot on, on this podcast. <laughs> and like the, one of the first things that I thought of was like that horrible international women's day ad that they did. Oh, um, a while back. Dude, earlier on in the year it was just it was embarrassing dude like and for those who can't remember it was like it was like a a, a a series of different forms of media like print digital um uh, there's like tweets uh there was so, like so, a, yeah. a newspaper ad um that just said like women belong in the kitchen or something like that and then it's like <laughs> Uh, and then it was like, there's like some like short form coffee at the end that like said like, uh, and we're going to help them. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was like, it, the, the ad was trying to, trying to tell the, the public that they announced like this new scholarship fund for, you know, female chefs, young female chefs who were trying to get in the industry and like breaking down barriers and shit like that. But like, I just remember this standing out for like all the fucking long <laughs> And I was like, dude, like, this is like. It's extremely toned up. It takes away from like what the day is actually supposed to be about. The fact that we even have to have a day for this is like telling enough and like you're making it feel like it's a, you know, like this is like some kind of joke. And like, I get that it was done for shock value and all that and to spark conversation, which like it clearly did, but it's like, that's not what the day is supposed to be about. The day is supposed to be about, you know, celebrating, you know, women's achievements a male dominated society that prevents them from being as successful time and time again. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, that was the Burger King can do all like this, this crazy <laughs> marketing, like the moldy burger, all that kind of stuff. Like you guys can keep doing that. But when it comes to like actual serious shit, like just stay out of that conversation for good. Cause you know, when, when you don't have the right tone and stuff like this happens. Yeah, and shout out to that episode where we had with, with Fatma, where we where we went over that, you know, and getting her perspective of Fact. just like, you know, all the different channels this must have went through for approvals, and no one was like, nah, this ain't it. And not even putting that responsibility on a woman either. It's just like no one in the room whatsoever was like, I don't know about this one. Let's yeah, let, let's tweak this. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this, but not at all. Yeah. But anyways, Doc, what what your, what's what your worst, worst thing of the year? What stood out? Man, so I was like, I was thinking about this a bit, and I was just like, <laughs> and then I saw the word uh, base camp on my notes. Uh, oh, yeah. Back, and I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Base camp CEO announcing policy changes. So he sent a company-wide email 
um, and then you know made a uh, a public kind of blog post of all the different policy changes happening at Basecamp, which is like a project management tool. Um, you know, starting by removing the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, uh, <laughs> removing different <laughs> ERGs. Um, you know, making sure that no one talks politics or any social issues at work whatsoever. Talk about, talk about the biggest shit show from a company, I would say, because, you know, one third of the company left within a week. You know, they left their, you know, their executive team was leaving one by one. The amount of backlash on Twitter and negative press, like all this from a blog post. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure the Basecamp CEO is like, fuck. I should have should have thought this one through a little bit more, you know. Yeah, but and if he didn't, then it's like, like, okay, well, then you're just an idiot. Then it was like, you're an idiot. If he didn't, then I understand <laughs> why you made that statement in the first place. Yeah, like <laughs> we went, you know, we we talked about it pretty extensively, but just the idea of like, yeah, don't bring your true self to work, even though that's now the trend. Bring, bring just work, you know, come in, yeah, do yeah. your work, don't be a real person, and then leave. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're so tone deaf, you don't realize what's happening right now. We're actually yeah. shifting that mindset. So, it's like, do you want me to be a robot at work? Like, that dehumanizes every single aspect of my life. But, anyway, straight up. All right. Base camp and uh, Burger King got the L. Base camp and Burger King. <laughs> you guys just took the crown. This is the, the, the first annual Mad Mix Awards. You guys took home the biggest losers of the year. So <laughs> That'll be we funny. Let's do, do that every year, actually. We should do that yeah. next year. We should actually do that next year. <laughs> All right, guys. We talked about some of the big moments throughout the year. Uh, lots, obviously, going on. Let's have a look at, you know, from a personal perspective, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and let's look at 2021. Uh, let's just have an overview of, of how the year went. I thought that it was a very interesting year. And like, we can talk about this for a sec. Uh, we started the year in, in uh, a very pretty serious lockdown. And then we opened up again. And then we locked down again in April. And then, uh, you know, that's when the vaccine started to come out. And we saw the vaccine, you know, everyone started to get their vaccines, their vaccines appointment books, all, all that kind of stuff. Things are opening up again. The world felt normal. And now as we sit here at the end of 2021, we're in a very similar position. We, yeah. uh, as, as we were at the beginning of the year, many people are getting this, you know, new variant, which, you know, we can, we probably said this same thing last year about a new variant yeah, you know it's it's i feel like it's been like a very uh intense year a roller coaster of emotions a roller coaster of you know different thoughts and feelings and you know conversations about covid like how are you feeling about this uh you know entire situation and what can you look forward to in 2022 hopefully Man, I I accept what I can change and accept what I can't, right? So I can't change the state of COVID. I can't change the lockdown. All I can do is just like stay healthy, try to boost my immune system, you know, don't put myself in positions where like, you know, there's that huge risk of, you know, catching COVID or, or being in an unsafe situation. So for me, I've been processing it pretty well, I would say. I can recognize the privilege of, being able to earn a decent income just sitting at home at my desk, yeah. you know, for the most part. I don't need to go anywhere if I don't want to. Um, I could stay in my house all year if I really wanted to, and I would I would be fine. So I know a lot of people can't do that, and I, I try not to complain too much because I know I'm in a position that's uh, higher than most, I should say, or, or more privileged than most, I would say. Um, it has been disheartening, you know, seeing – us start in lockdown and get loosened, again removed, and us enjoying the city and everything it has to offer, and then it coming back. Like that's yeah. been pretty depressing. Where it's like, oh, okay, so are we paying for the great summer that we had right now for the most part? 
Is this going to be repeated yeah. next year where we're going to be in lockdown until April, enjoy our summer and a bit of our fall, and then go on lockdown again? Is that our life now? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like how does this work? <laughs> it's crazy. But, you man. know, there's only so many predictions you can make. Like, we'll see what 2022 has to bring. Um, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts um, in terms of same, the COVID Same kind of thing, man. It's, it's disappointing to see, uh, like, the fallout of, you know, this new variant kind of coming out. And obviously around this time of year, a lot of people are wanting to spend time with their, you know, with their families uh, and their friends too. And it's hard for a second year in a row to be in a similar position, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, to, to your point, like, it's a it's a smart way of looking at it. You know, you can control what you can and can't what you can't. So, you know, yeah. uh, there's no point in, in continue, especially in positions when you are privileged and able to, you know, work from home and not have to like worry about too too much else. It's important to like you know sit back and be like, I'm actually lucky that I don't have to like be out there doing stuff every single day and you know potentially yeah. contracting a virus. You know what I mean? But it kind of got me yeah. thinking a little yeah. bit more about like earlier and like since since 2020, we've seen all of these like COVID ads come out. Like, you know, uh, there's that, that Google vaccine ad that we talked about a while back. There's the Excel ad where everyone's like running out and like <laughs> kissing each other in the park. Um, you know, Budweiser came out with a spot too. Like it kind of got me thinking like, it, it, it makes me think a lot more in the sense of like, you guys don't know what's happening either. So why are you the ones like commenting on the future of stuff? Like, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like brutal to see, in my opinion, like so many like places jump the gun a bit or feel not jump the gun, but feel like they need to like ha provide like their level of commentary on what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? Like we just like, don't. I feel like there needs to be a little bit less of that from brands. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't need to, yeah, we don't yeah. need Excel gum to be like, oh, the, the good times are coming. It's like, I will believe that when I see things happen and trend in the right direction. You know what I mean? Because I feel like so much of the media hypes people up and, and gets people in like, oh, like good things are happening or bad things are happening when it's like, we're, we just got to look at what's happening around us and, you know, make communications accordingly or if you're a brand just like stick to selling your product like you know what i mean like i don't need budweiser to tell me that i'm going to enjoy time with my friends shortly you know what i mean it's like i know that that's gonna happen you know what i mean man i might uh i might be saying something foolish here but i think that we've made these companies think they're they have more impact than they do with their advertising it's, yeah it's and true you know what I mean? Like something like Budweiser or Google, like I can imagine them thinking people need an uplift. We need to help the public with these ads that good times are coming. They need this yeah. reassurance. I promise you, we don't need it from Budweiser and Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need it from Excel. Like we don't need it. This is not what I don't think these are high on people's needs of like me needing not even media companies, just like brands, like companies. I don't think we need reassurance from them through broadcast mediums. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe someone might, someone might be listening to this and they're like, no, Google's ad, you know, really uplifted my spirits, but you're not in the majority. I don't think so. You know, I think it's other things. I think it's the time we're spending with our family, the time we're spending with our friends, earning more money at work, doing all this is what lifts people's spirits, not this Super Bowl ad for Budweiser that COVID is ending. And I don't want to yeah. see it in 2022. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. I just feel like, and it, it reminds me of that tweet that we saw a couple days ago um, where it's like, it was between like Taco Bell, I think Burger King actually, sorry, Burger King CEO. Um, <laughs> Shit, man, come on. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, like, like the social media managers are always working and always doing this. And like, oh, yeah. Made, you know what I mean? Like brands just like talking to each other and stuff like that. I'm like, just like, who do you guys think that you are? Like, stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we yeah. We don't need any of that. It was a commentary on the fact that social uh, social media managers still have to work over the 
over the oh, holidays yeah. and they were speaking from the brand account. So Burger King was like, yeah, you know, we still got to work and all that. And it's like, you don't really need to get a tweet off on the 24th or 25th. Like you can just set that automatic, you know, right? Like yeah. you don't need to respond to anything for these couple of days. Yeah. And it's not the social media manager's fault. It's the, obviously the company, but yeah, yeah they think they're too important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, let's, let's bring them down a notch. Let's make these brands insecure again. Because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Come on, brands. <laughs> Come on, guys. But anyways, I feel like, you know, we talked a lot about like brands like jumping in and having conversations. And, you know, I think that we just need to just, to your point, let's take, let's take these brands down a notch and just be like, you don't hold the level of importance that, that you think that you do. You play a, a large role in like the makeup of like, society and you know how we operate as as a population but like don't like i don't need you to tell me that like good times are coming it's like okay like you don't you don't play that role that you think that you do but anyway yeah and i mean even even when you when you talk about uh like the black lives matter kind of surge in movement it's like I don't need Excel gum to tell me that they stand with Black Lives Matter personally. You know, other people yeah. might listen to this and, and think differently. I think that's something they should speak to internally at Excel as a company, just to use them as an example. Like yeah, your yeah, employees yeah. should know that you stand with Black Lives Matter. Your consumers, for me, that buys Excel gum, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, it doesn't, I want it to know if you don't stand with it, because that would be an issue. But my assumption is, is you know, is, uh, yeah, I don't need this reassurance for the most part. That's, that's bang on. And, and I think segues into our, our final discussion point here of the day is, you know, in, in 2020, we saw this like rise of conversations around social justice, diversity, equity, inclusion um, amongst, you know, brands, advertising agencies, marketing industry, all that kind of stuff. I feel like marketing is like the, the proponent of stuff like this. Like they, this is like, this is, yeah. this is a, a piece of how they communicate to, to the public. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's been, it's been a year, over a year and a half since that had happened. And, you know, this is our first full year, you know, 2021 is the first full year calendar year that, you know, we've had under our belt for companies to like continue to make progress and change. And like, you know, we talk about this a lot, but you know, this is the no better time to talk about it now than on our final podcast of the year. Uh, do you think that like we're making the progress and the change that, um, you know, all these companies sought out uh, and, and swore by uh, in, in June last year? Uh, no, I mean, um, I'm not even seeing any discussion about it anymore. Uh, and maybe, you know, not to be cynical, so maybe, and if I'm going to be an optimist here, maybe it's because they're working on it and only speaking to these things internally. And we're seeing a lot of changes in these agencies and companies. But again, I'm not seeing anything. I'm seeing new executive leadership being promoted and it's still looking like, you know, uh, Ken and Barbie out there, no offense, right. but like that is, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. So, yeah, no, it's the Ken and Barbie. <laughs> who, <laughs> who am I trying to protect here, you know? But, yeah, uh, <laughs> Ken, Ken and Barbie are listening to this episode being like, oh, what the fuck did we do, man? Like, yeah, they're like, how do we get involved in this? Yeah. Um, but I still, I, my take on it is that it was very much a trend. And now that no one is checking them anymore, they're like, oh, okay, bet. All right, we're good. We can just go back to business as normal until people start applying pressure again. You know? Yeah. How do you how do you see things? I I feel a similar way. Like I think that like pro, this is one of those things where you know I want to see change happen immediately, um, but yeah. I know that these kind of commitments take a long time to to do. Like these are these are like you know decade long you know, sometimes decades long projects that like, why though? Why? 
Well, I mean, just the way that the system's set up now, like, you know, CEOs are not going to just remove themselves from the picture and make space for somebody else. Like that has to happen almost like naturally for someone else to be even considered for another position. You know, I think that like there needs to be, or there needs to be a a stronger like headcount, I guess, on, you know, executive boards. Like there needs to be roles created in like very, very senior, senior positions uh, to help influence change. You know, and I think that like there's there are parts of me where I'm like I want to see change now, but there's also parts of me that recognize that th- these things take a little bit of time to do. But to your point, I would say that like I think that there's very very much the idea of like how this is a trend, and I think that like n- last year was about brands telling the world that we stand for social justice, we stand for this, this is who we are, this these are the steps that we are making, this is blah blah blah, and then. This year, I felt was the year where they, you know, where the internal work started to have to happen. And like, I think that like, even at companies now, or I mean, like, I were, I've worked at two companies this year. And at both of them, I've like, tried to try to have these conversations and challenge and, you know, how trying to do what's right, uh, based on mm-hmm. mandates that we've made. Um, and I find that it's, it's very, very difficult to, uh, to make change quickly because no one really knows where to start. And I think it's relying on a lot of people of color to help guide them, but it's like, well, you know, that's just a one person's opinion or a few per- people's opinion on how to, how yeah. to progress. Um, when I think it's important to kind of like the, the onus is on the white leaders to ultimately figure that out as well. I'd say like more, yeah. more arguably more importantly. A hundred percent. And it's like, you know, not to spend too much time on this, but how bad do you want it? You know, how important is this to you as a company? Cause I think we've seen the CEOs and presidents of, you know, I'll mention taxi again. They wanted that change. They were passionate about that change and they're making that change and it's visible. It's clear. It's happening. So it's like, you're going to prioritize things you really want to do. And yeah. as a CEO to mention that in 2020 and then kind of go radio silent, I question that. I'm like, okay, was that a trend or were you actually passionate about making that change and educating yourself and your company? Like all the resources are free and they're out there. You just need to yeah. spend the time to go through it. Right. So it's like, yep. how bad and, do you want it? That's what I ask. And, you know, our good friend, Seth, Seth Waterman, shout out to you, man, if you're listening to this episode, something, something that he told me a while ago that, that really stuck with me is that when a CEO identifies a problem in a company as big as, as this one, or a big, like when there's an, an issue with the company that's glaring that needs to be addressed, the CEO will be in the weeds, making sure that things are changing, yeah. things are, are 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 changing the way that they need to be to like course correct. You know, if you don't see a lot of action from your CEO and and being in the weeds and on the ground with a lot of stuff like this, you know, it makes people feel like it's not as much of an issue as as you know the 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 PR statements are making or sounding like they're so that's uh yeah. that's a piece of wisdom that that Seth has uh passed along to me. So thank you Seth. I love it. Um, before we get to, you know, our looking ahead to 2022, um, we've done a, a great recap of kind of what happened this year, both in our you know personal lives as well as advertising and marketing with, with different brands. Real quick, what do you want to flex about? What's one thing that you can just like flex about for yourself this year? You know, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go through with the feel good, you know, let's, man, what are yeah, you proud of? I'm I'm proud of a lot of things this year. Um, I'm proud of a lot of the, the you know the steps that that I've made and, and my friends have made, um, you know, to to better themselves. Whether that's you know being more physical or you know getting a new job or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of success with with a lot of my friends and and the people that I care about, which is great to see. But for me, um, you know, I my biggest flex is you know I got a I got a new job. Uh, which we can talk about, like, let's kick the, let's, let's kick the year off next year with doing a little bit of recap on like, you know, who we are, but yeah, yeah. I, I got a new job that, you know, that 
pays me a little bit more cash and like i i got my own first apartment by myself like it's a it's a beautiful spot in, in toronto yes, i pay for it all myself um i i support myself and you know i i would say that like a lot of things happened this year but I'm most I'm most proud of the the fact that you know I I did what I said that I wanted to do when I first moved here. When we first met, uh, we both wanted to get jobs in downtown Toronto and like you know flex. We want to live downtown. We want to feel like you know the like the fucking man. You know what I mean? And I feel like uh, I feel like this is you know I still have a long journey to go in my life, but this is uh, I'd say one moment that I'm you know and one thing that I'm really proud of. We love, we love to hear it. Uh, mine is similar, man. Um, I moved out for the first time on my own, on my, you know, when I wanted to, uh, obviously, you know, I was anchored by getting a new job that's paying me a lot more. So being able to have that independence and just like set my life up and knowing that it only goes up from here is like, it was beautiful. You know, it's beautiful to see that I can just like live on my own, sustain myself, all of that. Um, not only that, but the podcast, man, like we're almost at 10 K plays. That's crazy. 10 K listens, you know, and yeah, man. three seasons like- in so many guests, so many great conversations. I feel like we're almost just getting started because we keep hitting that like stride. We get more comfortable, um, every year, every, every episode, I feel like we evolve and we get better. So, and you know, what, pat man, on the back I, to both of us. Yeah. That's a, that's a big big facts right there and i think that like you know there's been a lot of adversity this year that's and in the last two years at almost at this point that's you know that's that's yeah. caused us to, to pivot like you know when we when we first started to really do this we were recording from my kitchen table with one mic and uh <laughs> and you know and now we're we're producing episodes we have we have new guests I have people who I barely even know message me being like, oh man, I love the podcast. It's, you know, or I have people like hitting me up. Like I'd say that's a cool, cool thing for us to, to know. And we've, we've over, we've overcome a lot of adversity when it comes to like recording and still keeping it entertaining. I hope uh, challenge me, anybody who's listening to this, but I feel like we have gotten a lot better <laughs> at this thing. Um, but yeah, man, like a lot more to come in 2022. Let's, let's wrap this up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's next, you know, and, and for the last little bit, we've been talking about wanting to get into the studio and do content and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and that's still very much on in, in the works. As you can imagine, COVID's kind of been a very tricky thing for Dak and I to manage. We've had to record some episodes, you know, remotely. It's hard to bring in guests when you don't know what they're comfortable with when you're doing it in person. All these kinds yeah. of things are factors into, into our plan. But one thing that we really want to do in 2022 is like, again, do what we do best, provide our commentary and also like invite you, the listener as part of it as well. And we want to get more guests on here, guests that we've, that from industries we haven't even talked about yet. You know, we want to, we want to shoot more content when the timing is right. We want to get into the studio when the timing is right and everything is safe uh you know really excited for what's what's next year doc uh, i don't know if you have anything else to add on this one but I'm, I'm fired up with you know the potential of this yeah 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 i think um you know something we've obviously mentioned is like we got to get in the studio we got to get in the studio and we will but like we will one weekend you know so i think something that i love to pull back a bit next year is let's just do what feels right do what you know what we can with the tools that we have Let's focus on just making dynamic and great content. If we get in the studio, that's great. If for some reason we're not able to, I don't want to look that as, I don't want to look at that as a failure. You know, we're doing yeah. what we can. Hoping you guys are loving the content. Um, if there's anything you want to see that you're not seeing now, hit us up, hit man. Us up in the DMs. Yes, in. yes sir. The underscore mad mix on Instagram um, or Malik's account, my account, whatever it is. Let us know. We're always trying to make this better. And I think yeah, we're going man, to in 2022, like, you know. I got some good feedback from my good buddy, uh, Tyler Nickel, a.k.a. T-Snitch. He hooked us up with the tip the other day. <laughs> I'll share with you, Doc. But even things like that, yes, if there are yes. things that you're listening to and that you want us to get better at or things that we can tweak to make things more accessible to you, 
hit us up because we're always uh, we're always down to to get better. Uh, but man, that's it. That's it. That's our last episode of the year, season finale, season three. Can you believe it? That's crazy. We will see you all in the new year. You don't know when we're coming back. We don't know when we're coming back. We don't know when we're coming back. We're gonna drop some. We're gonna drop some lead up content to it uh, to get you started off. But again, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's who's listened to this and and you know this year from before that. Um, we want to say thank you to all the guests, amazing guests that provide some great commentary this year. Yes, sir. Shout out to you, uh, Dag, my brother. Thank you for for being a great guest on this uh, podcast. My part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're just getting started here, and you know, I'm, I'm really excited. Yes, sir. Season three, episode thirty-four. Peace in the books. Yes.